Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hey, gang, welcome into mid-October. We hope you're doing well here on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds and myself are going to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we got a bit of a hodgepodge show today, so I'm not sure I can give it a, a title specifically, but we're going to have a good conversation about a few different things. So stick around for today's show here on the Prosper Podcast. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Hope you're having a good month thus far. Uh, it's been an interesting one, at least for me already. So hopefully things are going relatively smoothly for you. You've had the power on the whole time? I've had the power on the whole time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, funny enough, I've been giving him a hard time. We have actually lost power. I live in the country kind of like you do as well. And out of the last 12 months, over you know a 12-month period, not necessarily a fis- or, you know, calendar 12 months, but just over 12 months uh, back-to-back, we've lost power eight out of the 12 times. I'm like, that's a bit much. So uh, I'm giving him a hard time trying to figure out what's going on. Trim the trees, update some equipment, do something, but pretty darn frustrating that's for sure but other than that you doing okay out there in the country yeah i'm doing great uh, a lot of fresh corn here a lot of a lot of fresh milk a lot of fresh things here the food is fantastic there you go uh the quiet is great uh, relatives were a little skeptical at first now they're coming up here to recuperate <laughs> they sit by the pool and stare at the woods and and enjoy the peace and quiet Fantastic. Always good to hear. Well, let's jump into today's show and start talking. So I was going to ask you about this and you brought it up. You were sharing some stuff with me. So we'll share it with the listening audience here. Uh, billionaire, for a lot of our listeners who are probably aren't aware of this story, but billionaire and Chicago resident Ken Griffin uh, recently donated $20 million to a campaign that opposes significant tax hikes that are on the ballot for November coming up in the state of Illinois. Now, it seems like you probably have a pretty significant tax bill if you felt like you needed to put $20 million towards getting them not you know, raised uh, to be able to justify you know, fighting that tax increase. Well, interesting, some of the things that they'll spend money on in these campaigns. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, it opens up so many subjects that touch on taxes and capitalism and socialism that uh, I really got a lot of thought about this. And, and it touches upon the, the law of unintended consequence. Uh, just okay. to start out with the subject of taxes, uh, recently, uh, New York Governor Cuomo was uh, quoted in an article inviting all those people that moved out to the Hamptons and to Miami, come on back, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> 420,000 people have moved out of New York City wow. since COVID and they're not getting taxes. So in a lot of cases, if they've owned real estate in Connecticut or or down South, they just changed what their primary residence was. And so they went from, from uh, incredibly high income taxes for the state and the city to zero income taxes in Florida. And uh, he's just whining and crying. And, uh, and de Blasio is, uh, has made comments about that as well. So philosophically, I'm really against government spending. But at the same time, philosophically, I'm really in favor of marginal taxes, that as you make more, you pay more. Sure. But, and the, the core of that is you benefit more from a civilized society, from a capitalist society. Just having a, a good legal system, even despite all the corruption that happens here and there. If you look to the days when uh, when Soviet Union went under, who could you sue? Who could guarantee that you're going to be able to, to maintain your electric and your power plant? Right. Who would help you enforce a, a contract? And just the fact that we do have a, a very established legal system and, and systems for, for protecting property. That's a great point. That, that benefits the people with the most money 
more than anyone else. I think so it benefits a lot of people, though. You know, yeah. I think it benefits a lot of people, not just the wealthy. You know, I mean, yes, to your, yes, to your but, point, but who could you go Proportionally more, sure. the more you have, the more it is protected. Absolutely. And then also the estate tax. I, I really believe that that's important. If you go back to when men were living in the cage and, and women as well, that uh, when someone died, the biggest guy with the biggest club would go over and take their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of how it is in Somalia. People talk about free markets. Somalia has the, the most free market in the world. You go fight the the uh, the warlord, and you can have whatever you want. They set the prices. You know th- that's the benefit of of an organized society, and especially the, just the ability to will your property, to have an estate, and to give it away. It's important that we kind of reset things at a certain point. That uh, you should be able to pass some things on to your family, but uh, if everyone could pass all of their wealth to the next generation, then eventually all of us would be working for the Paris Hiltons of the world, and that's just not fair. And uh, so, so now that I've got that off of my chest, I just want to say one more thing. Sure. Uh, I've got a great uh, quote from Margaret Thatcher when her and uh, Ronnie Reagan were, were running most of the world. And she said that the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, so uh, Ken Griffin paying for the, for the excessive uh, taxes in, in Illinois is, is one thing. In, uh, in Pennsylvania, we have something called the Clean and Green Act or Act 319. And that says that if you have 10 acres and you produce at least 2,000 or you sell at least $2,000 of commodities or, or farm products, you get a substantial break on your real estate taxes, which are pretty high in Pennsylvania, but near, not nearly as high as New York or, sure, or New right. Jersey. But you get the, a great break. And a lot of people are opposing that because some residents, some people that own large tracts of land that, that aren't completely into farming or taking advantage of that. But uh, I, I read an article from uh, McCall News and uh, quoted Mario Andretti, who owns a pretty big property in Pennsylvania. And he says he doesn't feel embarrassed at all that getting the break, he still ends up paying $65,000 in real estate taxes on his property in Pennsylvania. And that's just outrageous. And he'd be paying over 100000 if it weren't for Act 319. So he's agreed to keep that that amount of the property as agricultural. So he's not putting up townhouses or anything like that. And uh, so there's we've covered a lot on on the philosophy of, of taxes. So I hope uh, Ken Griffin, uh, his investment of twenty million does work, and I hope it scares a lot of other states from uh, raising taxes uh, uh, to the sky. Well, there's a there's a counter group apparently made up of some several different business folks uh, and people that are already, I guess, um, in positions of political power in the area that have put together a counter campaign, and they're spending somewhere between thirty and fifty million to go the other way. So it seems like an awful lot of money being thrown at the conversation, which to me should tell a lot of us regular folks in, in the heartland that uh, taxes is something to definitely be keeping our eye on and trying to be as efficient with that as we can. And it's not just tax, you know, it's not just the April thing when you get ready to pay or whatever it is you're going to do. Uh, it's really tax prep throughout the year that becomes really important, especially as you get towards retirement. Yes. And only, only 53% of the population pays income tax. Uh, 47% pays no income tax. They may pay social security tax, real estate taxes, sales tax, income tax, carpet tax. But they, uh, there's a bottom tier of the people, they're actually negative taxpayers. And I'm not against this at all because I think they need that support. But they actually get refunded what they paid into social security and their other payroll taxes. Uh, so they're not paying no income tax, but they're also getting a break on the payroll tax, but still getting credit for, uh, for social security. 
Yeah. Now, there's definitely a lot of pieces to that. That's for sure. And we were talking about, you know, we've talked about taxes quite a bit. And I'm sure we'll continue to do so because, as I mentioned, we're into mid-October here. So we've just got a few more weeks to go to see what happens with the election. And, uh, you know, if, if Trump stays in, taxes probably stay the same. If Biden gets in, there's a real good chance they get raised. Either way, they're probably going to get raised, if not now, later. And later is, could be as soon as, what, what is it, 2025, I think, uh, yes. when they sunset? So something to pay attention to, right? Yes. And Our, they'll find other ways of, of raising taxes as well. Uh, very yeah, few people th- know about IRMA. IRMA is the surcharge that you pay on your Medicare Part B and D if you're successful. You could be paying four times more than your neighbor for the same Medicare uh, Part B Wow, based on your income. That's definitely a big difference. I saw in California that uh, they're thinking about bringing back the inheritance tax. So, you know, that a lot of states and things had changed it where it was, had to be a pretty high number that you inherited money. You didn't have to pay any tax. And I think they're talking about bringing that back in or bringing that back down. So, yeah, a lot of states will look at doing those different things. Everybody will, to your point, just like Cuomo, uh, the states are going to be looking for revenue because of COVID and everything that's happened. So. Keep your eyes peeled for that kind of stuff. And hopefully as things come up, we'll certainly share those with you and try to give you some useful nuggets of things to think about. And if you have any questions, you need some help when it comes to taxes and being more efficient, reach out to George, give him a call, have a conversation with him. Go to his website, mcwealth.com. That's mcwealth.com. George is a wealth manager and chief tax strategist. All right. So uh, let's do a little getting to know you here, George. Um, what is one thing in life you wish you could go back and undo? Is there a specific mistake that you were like, ah, that's always kind of haunted you? Well, there's lots of mistakes, but the biggest one clearly is that uh, when I went into the army, I got selected to go into West Point Prep. And if you don't know about West Point Prep, uh, you go there for 10 months and you complete the program and then you have a guaranteed appointment into the, uh, the military academy at West Point. And it's arguably one of the uh, finest engineering schools in the country. Go Army, beat Navy. And, um, <laughs> and I just had a lack of confidence. I, I met all these incredible people there, uh, other soldiers, and uh, I didn't have the confidence. And uh, I dropped out and uh, would have rippled through the rest of my life uh, if I had stayed in West Point. So hmm. that's my biggest regret and I believe the biggest mistake that, uh, that I've ever made. Well, well, yeah, you're right. We all have lots of those, but each person probably has those one big one, that one big one here and there. So uh, it's, it happens, right? We're humans and, and sometimes we just, uh, we make decisions and sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they haunt us. Uh, but you keep moving forward. You keep putting your head down and moving forward. All right, let's do an email question and then we'll wrap up this week's podcast here on the show this week. And this is from Sally in Satterton. And uh, she says, George, I just heard that I can get half of my ex-husband's social security benefit. Is that true? Can I really take half of it away from him? No, Sally, you don't take it away from him, but you are entitled to a spousal benefit as long as you've been married for 10 or more years and you did not remarry before age 60. And uh, it's a calculation. It's all factored into the system numerically uh, for the spousal benefit. And it's based on 50% of his primary insurance amount. And then depending on the age that you take it, that would determine how much you would get. So at your normal retirement age, you would get 50% of what their primary insurance amount is. Now, if your own benefit is higher from your working life, then you would get the higher of the benefits. And there's a couple of caveats in there too as well, George, right? You have to be married, what, at least 10 years? Mm-hmm. That's right. 10 yeah. years and not remarried uh, until at the after time. age 60. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, because my it was interesting. Uh, Sally, my mom actually got her first husband. She applied uh, and went back and got some from her first husband. Uh, his social security, uh, and she's 79 now. Uh, obviously she has been married down like 20 years, so she was able to do so. So yeah, there's some stuff in there, but they don't, you're not taking it from them. So I don't know if she was wanting to take it from him <laughs> or not, but if there was any kind of personal thing in there, but it definitely is not taking it from him. And they don't even know that you're doing that anyway, that you're filing, right? Right. And actuarially, what makes up for it is all the people that divorced after the seven year itch. There you so go. That makes up for the system. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for the question, Sally. We appreciate it. And that's going to do it this week for us here on the podcast. So as always, make sure you subscribe to us if you haven't yet. We'd certainly appreciate it. Share the message with others who might benefit from it. You can go to Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, many platforms, whichever one you like. You should be able to just simply type in the search box, Prosper Podcast or The Prosper Podcast should pop up there for you. If not, you can just find it at George's website, prosperpodcast.com. That's prosperpodcast.com. You can also find him and use a lot of good tools, tips, and resources at mcwealth.com. That's mcwealth.com. George, my friend, thanks for your time this week. I appreciate you as always, and I will talk to you soon. Next time we talk, it should be really close to election day. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Mark. Have a happy October. We'll see you next time. Have a happy Halloween, and we'll talk to you later here on the Prosper Podcast. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.